0: Hi, this is Nancy Eralt, and welcome to High Road to Humanity. And guess who's back here? Kimberly Palm is back on the high road. And welcome back, Kimberly.
1: Thank you, Nancy. Thank you so much for having me.
0: I love having you on the high road. And I asked you to come back because I knew you were doing some really exciting things. You guys, if you don't know who Kimberly is, she's a spiritual teacher. She is a guide for spiritual seekers on their journey. She's also the best-selling author of Ascension 101 and Roadmap for Your Soul, The Real Fountain of Youth, An Introduction to Peace, Stress Management. She calls it P-E-A-C-E. I love it. So. Kimberly teaches you how to be your own guru, and she um, can answer most of your spiritual questions and metaphysical questions. She's a certified mindfulness and meditation instructor and certified energy healer. And so people have been coming to Kimberly for um, a long time. She's had spiritual guidance since she was 13 years old. You know, she's really a cool lady. And we're just super glad you're here today,
1: Kimberly. Kimberly. Thank you. Thank you. I'm honored. Totally honored.
0: I don't have oh in front of me, but I do have the real fountain of youth here. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we you wanted to talk about the children today, and I'm really big on the children. I have children. I have grandchildren. I have three grandkids, and um, I'm always thinking about them because they're Little, you know, we have our kids, we get older. And then as a grandma, when you have a little baby, you're like, oh, my God, it starts all over again. And it changes you when you see the little ones. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what, what really, um, tell the audience, why did you
1: decide that you wanted to focus on the children? So I went, okay, so back in 2011, when I started um, doing the work I'm doing now, I was I, because I'm a certified meditation and mindfulness instructor. I started working with um, kids on meditation, but let me go back even further. I I have two kids that are 22 and 24 now, and I worked in the classroom with the kids the whole time they were growing up. I was always the the parent that volunteered, you know, and, and, and came in, you know, so many days a week. And then I also, when I was part of the Catholic church, which was a huge portion of my life, I was teaching first and second graders, um, catechism, religious education and getting the second graders ready for their um, first communions and all of that. So I've been working with children for literally since my, my kids were like 20 um, like two years old, because they started preschool when they are two. So since preschool, so about probably like 22 years, I've been working with kids. And I really, really love them more than anything. In fact, I, I love animals first, and then I love children second. <laughs> Same. So, yeah, yeah. And then and, and now for the last several years, you know, all I've been doing is working with adults every single day. But what I realized is I really need to go back to working not only with kids again, but working with um, animals um, as well in the future. I want to do animal healing. I want to do energy work on, you know, healing on animals. Um, Yeah, that's something I want to do in the future. But with the children, the reason I made this decision is I am kind of like a scientist mind. I'm very analytical. I'm always studying and reading and learning. I'm always absorbing information like a sponge. And over the years of my lifetime, what I have noticed, and especially in the last three years, more than anything, is the children of this earth are horribly traumatized, horribly traumatized. You've got the what I call the cabal uh, um, medical system that sticks stuff into them, that screws up their brains and everything, gives them autism and all kinds of diseases, And then you put them into the cabal school system, which brainwashes them with lies, lies, and more lies. You know, all the history is a lie. The math they're teaching them is garbage. The school system is created to keep people of color down low. It's created to degrade people of color. It's created to turn children against each other based on their color and their nationality and their religion. Um, They start them when they're really young. And then on top of it, you've got television, movies, movies. Uh, tv commercials magazines uh games video games and on and on and on all corrupting children with all of this um information
0: disney i have to bring up disney really quick because i didn't realize until the last couple of years how corrupt oh it's horrible yeah. It, yeah
1: yeah they just arrested another disney actress and her husband for um raping 13 year old girls and little girls and um they've they've arrested so many disney employees for pedophilia it's you know really really bad um so that's a problem and everyone knows i'm not going to go into all the stuff about the trafficking because everybody already knows that 9 million children or trafficked, you know, every year. So we've got that. So the children of this earth have been horribly, horribly traumatized. And then on top of it, you've got a society with a financial system that's so bad, you have all these struggling single moms, and single fathers with children that aren't getting assisted by their neighbors. And I mean, back in the olden days, how things work like 300 years ago, if you were a single mom, your whole family in your neighborhood and your village helps you raise that child. Okay. You weren't just okay, struggling. Somebody help me, Kim. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, what the heck? I know, right? See, now they basically leave women to flail out in the wind on their own. And they don't, the system that we have is all about ripping families apart, tearing families apart, not putting them together, ripping them apart. And then once they're ripped apart, when you're a single mom, I've watched, I, I have been coaching and counseling single moms for 20 plus years. Okay. And they are so stressed out and and they're in a system that makes it that way. The system does not support them. Right. And then the children are not getting what they need in the schools. They're not getting it at home either. And then you've got, um, what we call the, so, uh, the societal or sociology oriented, how do you want to say the the wrong belief systems that are put into children from a young age, you know, that, that if you're this, you're going to fail. And if you're that, you know, all these wrong belief systems that are put into, you know, children's heads to set them up for failure, not for success. Like they don't set them up for success. They set them up for failure.
0: Right. So we have to do it ourselves. And I just want to interject. Yeah since I'm a, I was a single mom for yeah I raised two daughters yeah. and they're both very successful young ladies but there are but since we're on this subject and you brought it up I want to mention you know I had to find a job that I made enough money to support my kids and support uh, daycare. That's one of the biggest things I, and I'll just throw this out there because this is real life. I worked for general motors in Michigan. I would drop my kids off at six in the morning. It was dark. And I would pick them up at six at night when it was dark. And when I finally moved to New Mexico only because my parents were here and they were able to take the kids to school and pick them up because all they were, were in, they were in daycare. The whole time. latchkey is what they call it. Yeah. You know? And so I had to figure out a way to change it. But I did change it. And I want to say that. And then the other thing that I want to say that's really important is that I wasn't able to attend all my kids school functions or in all of that, because when you work, it's hard to do everything. Mm-hmm. But What I did do, and I want to just throw this out there for all the single moms, is I always made sure we had dinner tonight or every night together where we had that time where we actually spoke and what's going on. You know, I had one kid that wouldn't tell me anything and one that kid that told me too much, but at least you have to have. A relationship with your kids, even though you're working and you're struggling and you're trying to make it, you have to have that time with them. And I just want to say that. And it was hard, but honestly, being a single mom and raising two kids by myself, my biggest accomplishment is that they became well-rounded adults to a certain degree. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's possible. I just want to say it's possible. That's all.
1: Yeah, it, it is possible. Um, my best friend on the planet, since we were 14 years old, she was raised by a single mom and her grandma. Her grandma was living with her too. Mm-hmm. And she's the most fabulous person I know. And I mean, she turned out her mother was an incredible mom. In fact, her mom not only was a mom to her, but her mom took all of us kids that my parents, my mom and I never got along. Um, and my parents were married, but my mom and I was forget it it was a bad relationship and so my best friend's mom was like my surrogate mom and she was also the surrogate mom to all of my friends other friends because she she just kind of took everyone under her wing like a mama bird and and she was a single mom and she worked like one or two jobs you know to support she did the same thing and I've seen so many children turn out wonderful so so being you know a single mom doesn't make a child turn out bad necessarily there's a lot of other things involved in that now if you have a single mom who's a drug addict it's going to be a problem if you have a single mom who's an alcoholic it's going to be a problem if you have a single mom who's sleeping around with like a new man every night that's going to be a problem you're not setting a good example for your your child um, so those kind of things will cause children to have all sorts of psychological traumas and stuff. I hear stories where single mom's boyfriends were molesting the children. And, you know, you hear those kind of stories a lot and that type of thing. Um, but the bi- the biggest problem, Nancy, of all that is something that traumatized me growing up my whole childhood, um, besides the fact that I had what you call co- codependent parents that were always fighting all the time, you know, that was kind of hard. Um, the biggest thing was bullying. Bullying. And bullying is not getting any better, I'm I'm noticing. In fact, it seems to get worse because now we have cyberbullying going on. And the the suicide rate for children has gone through the roof over the last three years um, because of the lockdowns, because of Kids being forced to wear face diapers because of all of the terrible things that children have been traumatized with, plus all of the little kiddos who lost their grandmas and grandpas, and some of them even lost parents over the last three years to that thing that's you know that illness they they lost um family members and they weren't even allowed to say goodbye they had no closure or anything they were kept away from them and they weren't allowed to visit them in the hospital so that was horribly traumatizing to all the kids on planet earth and then on top of it you've got this bullying thing that has gone not only from this in the schools and 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 in like sports and you know athletics I remember my brother was even when he was little he was being bullied by kids on his um baseball team that yeah. he was on my dad coached a baseball team for years and years and years and my brother played baseball and the bullying was horrible horrible
2: yeah
0: you know and I can t- I can attest to that I bullying happened you know for me when I was a little kid and me too too we got lots to talk about today you guys we're doing the podcast today as well as doing our tv channel so if you're watching us on um, healing within television we're going to pause for a minute for the podcast Hi Road to humanity um, and her book is called the real fountain of youth and then she has another one ascension 101 i'm talking to kimberly palm today this is High Road to humanity this is nancy Era, and we'll be right back
2: Hang on, we have more stories to tell on High Road to Humanity. Check out Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, to book a session with Nancy to learn how to tap into your own abilities.
1: Hold your head the world is coming. Watch the
0: color. Hi, this is Nancy Uralt, and I have some very exciting news to share with you. High Road to Humanity can now be found on Apple TV and Roku. I've signed on with Healing Within TV, and this is where you'll find my channel, High Road to Humanity. This platform offers live interaction, so you'll be able to ask questions and call in when we go live. I just want to thank everyone for supporting the show all these years, and I will see you on the high road. God bless.
2: We want to thank you so much for listening to High Road to Humanity. This is where Nancy and her guests tell stories that will guide you and enlighten your mind and soul. Now, welcome back to The High Road. Hi,
0: this is Nancy. You're out. And this is High Road to Humanity. I'm back here with Kimberly Palm. We're talking about the children and what has happened with the children over the past few years. Gosh, it's been going on for a long time, Kimberly, as you talk about this I mean, bullying was when I was a little kid. It affected me. It affected my sister. You know, you said that you dealt with bullying when you were a little kid. Oh, my
1: whole, my entire childhood. Literally, I started getting bullied when I was like two, three years old. And it went on until I graduated high school. It was awful. Isn't it?
0: And now, I don't know. I look at my daughter, my oldest daughter. She's to the point, well, because of this um she's homeschooling mm-hmm. and then my other daughter for my grandson goes to a christian to a religious school so they try to you know to keep it and i, I he's doing well so i don't know if there's any less bullying but we hope so what about you what have you know have you noticed anything like recently of people homeschooling more i see more people yes
1: yeah. So with my clients, what I'm noticing because I, a huge portion of my clients have children that are in grade school or high school or whatever, a lot of them with all of what's been going on in the world and they can see what all the horrible crap going on in the schools, they're actually pushing the pedophilia thing now in the schools. They're trying to push that it's okay for children to have relationships with adults. They're also pushing the transgender thing when they're five years old, they're already trying to turn them into another um sex. And so as a result, parents are voting with their feet and they're pulling kids out of school left and right. The schools are just getting, the classes are getting smaller and smaller because so many parents are realizing how horrific and evil and vile and and demonic the school system is it's a demonic school system. Right. And so they're, they're pulling their kids out and they're either putting them into Christian school, private Christian schools or private Jewish schools or private you know Muslim schools, whatever, or they're putting them into um, uh, some sort of a homeschooling um program. And we're really lucky here that we can do that in the U S because honestly, in a lot of co- you know, I used to be a travel agent and over in Europe in Germany and places like that, if you try to homeschool your kids, they come to your house and they arrest you and they take your children away from you and they won't give them back again. I just so, yeah. They take, if you try to homeschool your kids in a whole bunch of countries in Europe, they will arrest you and take your kids away from you.
0: One of the reasons that my daughter had told me the other day that she because she was like you know I said are you going to send the kids this year what are you going to do and she said the reason she's not is because of the they told him that um, these vans are going to come periodically to give their kids the the booster the little shot situation Mm -hmm. and um, we're not on YouTube so we can talk about it we're on my TV channel and so. she said because of that, she doesn't want this van to show up and her child to be given the jab just because they're there. And mm-hmm. the thing is the mask. They said if they have the sniffles or anything at all, they're going to make them wear the masks again. And, mm-hmm. you know, to be honest with you, having uh, I have a grandson who is 13, he just turned 14. You know, the mask caused him to break out, you mm-hmm. know, It was horrible. And then my granddaughter, she could like hardly breathe. It was so that was the traumatic part. Is feel like she was suffocating. So I wanna bring up the mask thing too, because that's Yeah, absolutely. Implemented different places you know well
1: and the uh, the mask okay so so i want you you every you and all your listeners to understand how serious and horrible and traumatic this is so number number one even just older kids are being traumatized by the whole you know the mask thing they're breathing in they've done all kinds of tests on the mainstream news they actually showed that kids were getting um, impentigo and MRSA and all kinds of horrible and pneumonia and, um, and, um, what's the other one Staph and strep and all kinds of stuff. And they showed on the mainstream news that they did a test study on the inside of masks. And there was like six or 800 different types of bacterias and gross, horrible things growing in there. And so they're basically making these children sick. They're endangering their health. They're traumatizing them because it's it's blocking communication, proper communication. Right, here's, you can't see a smile. Yeah, you can't see people smile, and it's causing a lot of emotional damage to, to these kids. But here's the worst part of all. Little tiny children, like babies and little kids, they learn to speak, and they learn to socialize, and they learn to engage with other humans based on facial expression. Right. All of they did you know that the physical therapy uh, for children, the speech pathologists, that their offices are exploding? They can't even take any more patients because all of these little babies and children that have come into the world in the last three years, um, the little ones, anybody who was born starting shortly before this whole thing happened. Those kids have been horribly damaged and now they have to go through probably years of therapy because these kids can't even talk. There's so many babies and children who can't even speak or can't even socialize properly because they've been ruined by this whole disgusting thing. And they've proven scientifically that those damn face diapers don't even work. They don't even work. You
0: know, Kimberly, I want to bring up the babies for a second. And I, I have a friend who just had a baby and she got the thing and I told her not to. Mm-hmm. The baby has deformity um, on the crown. Yeah. And the crown, and this is where the energy comes in from God, from creator, from source, whatever you want to say. So the jab has has created um, deformity in these babies and I don't know if anybody has seen this on the news, but there are many babies who have the same issue. Have you mm-hmm. heard about this?
1: Yeah, I've heard about it, but I've also seen pictures of babies being born with just black eyes that look like an alien. They literally look like an alien and their skin is a weird color and um, I've seen uh, pictures and videos of babies born that almost look like reptiles and stuff and just all kinds of horrible, yeah, just horrible stuff
0: parent got the jab, the shot.
1: Mm-hmm. The, okay.
0: Yeah, because I've seen a lot of that, too. Well, you have come up. We've got about five minutes before we go to break. But you've come up with a guided meditation that is going to be for animals and for children. Um
1: it, For children and adults. It's for children and adults. Okay, well, I was thinking it was, all right. There's animals in the meditation. It's about the animals. See, I'm such an animal lover. I'm like, oh, cool. the, The whole meditation is a spirit animal. It's a guided spirit animal meditation. So it's all about the animals, but it's for, it's a guided meditation to help children with stress and trauma and to help them with ADHD and improve their scores in school and all kinds of stuff. I mean, there's just hundreds. I can go into it when we, come back from a break or whatever but yeah uh, no tell us a little bit about do you have time okay We've got like four minutes before we go. Yeah. To- okay. So
0: where did this- it come from? I mean, like where did, did you download this? Did you have a dream? Talk to us, Kimberly. What happened? Yeah.
1: So actually it was um a meditation that I created uh back when I was teaching children years ago, but I never recorded it or anything. I just was using it when I was teaching kids in classes because I was doing meditation classes for adults and with their children, with their little kids, and um and where I came up with it is because I'm obsessed with the forest and the creatures and the animals, and and I'm also obsessed with a lot of what we call Native American shamanism. I'm actually trained in Native American shamanism. I trained with a um, Navajo uh, elder shaman back many years ago. I went through basic shaman training. And um, I'm also uh, I love all the indigenous shamanism, like the Aborigine, the South American shaman, the African shaman. You know, just all the different indigenous um, shamanism. um, I really, really love. And so, this meditation is kind of a shamanic. It's um, uh, it's Native American um, uh, spirit animal guided spirit animal meditation, basically. But it's very it's very transformational. Um, but the biggest thing is what it does is this type of meditation has been scientifically proven to um to help you with your improve your health, improve your sleep at night, help you with stress, help you with PTSD, help you with anxiety, depression. It improves um people's scores in school, like kids' scores on their grades in school. It helps them to focus and concentrate better. Um if they're being bullied. It's going to help them to deal with, you know, the stress and it's going to be empowered. It's a very empowering guided meditation. So it makes them feel strong and powerful. So it's very healing for the solar plexus, which is what gets attacked when you're being bullied um, or when you're being put down by your parents or people in your community or anybody is putting you down and mistreating you your solar plexus gets erode. I had that problem for years. I'm still working on healing my solar plexus between the bullying and my mother who constantly was horrible to, you know, to me, putting me down and saying terrible things to me. Um, and that's how it is for a lot of kids. And so the meditation I created, the biggest part I love of it is it's so empowering. It like makes them feel strong and powerful and and it helps them to know that they're in control. You know, they're in control.
0: That's wonderful um so. yeah and i love that you did this because there is such a need for it and um i hope yeah. we'll share this show and we'll talk about how people can get a copy of it and we'll maybe you can go through a little bit of it um, when we come back you guys i'm here today with kimberly palm this is nancy Earl, this is higher to humanity and we will be right back
2: Hang on, we have more stories to tell on High Road to Humanity. Check out Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, to book your first 30-minute coaching session for free to get you on your high road.
0: Help me, Toginet. You're my only hope. I want to start a podcast, but I simply don't have time. How do I take care of the details, editing, contacting guests? Where do I put it so that people can listen in?
2: Fear not. The podcasting wizards here at TogiNet can take care of all of the details because we provide full-service podcasting for all of our hosts so that you can focus on your message. We even build you a webpage that you can edit, and we send your podcast out to Spotify and iTunes so that your message is easy to find.
1: Wow, you can do all of that? You've magically cured my anxiety. Where do I sign up?
2: You can find all of our packages on our website, toginet.com. That's T-O-G-I-N-E-T dot com. If you would like to talk to one of us, call us at 903-787-5880 or email us at staff at toginetradio.com. We will be right back on High Road to Humanity. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, iHeartRadio, or download directly from Nancy's website, nancyyrout.com, so you never miss an episode of the High Road.
0: Hi, this is Nancy Year Out, and this is High Road to Humanity, and I'm back here today with Kimberly Palm. I do have one of her cool books, The Real fountain of youth if you want to pick it up and she has another one ascension 101 behind her and um kimberly you want to talk a little bit more about the kids and what we can do to help them and you were talking about connection and community
1: yeah Uh, yeah yeah so there's actually three there's three things so connecting with God, you really need to start in the home, teaching your kids from the minute they're little, how to pray, how to meditate, how to connect directly with creator, with our creator, mother, father, God. It's so important because for me, the reason why I got through all the bullying and the reason I got through um everything in my life that's been traumatic for me has been my strong connection to God because I literally popped into the world this little spiritual psychic kid. I was very psychic. Right. And um, and I had this connection with God. I literally picked up my mother's Bible when I was four years old and read it cover to cover. And my parents never even talked about the Bible. They never discussed Bible, they never even did she she. Had a Bible in the house, but never they never talked about the Bible ever. I went to and,
0: or anything
1: like that. Well, my parents would go to church every weekend, but they would not discuss right. the Bible. They wouldn't talk about the Bible. They didn't. They never really talked about it. The only thing they would talk about is stuff like God is watching over you all the time, everything you do. God's always watching you, and he'll punish you if you do bad things. And but you know, at the church. They didn't.
0: You weren't allowed to read the Bible
1: for. They never have Yeah, a- they never ever did it in Catholic, in Catholic church. That's for sure. Okay. But the 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 thing is, is that um, um, you need to teach children from a young age how to connect with source because it get because I when I was a teenager I was so de- uh, depressed from being bullied. I was so horribly depressed that I actually thought about killing myself several times. And the reason I didn't take my life was because of that strong connection to God, because I could hear God in my head going, no, 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 you're not supposed to do that. And, you know, so I had this connection and I wanted my, I was always worried about what does God think about me? Like ever, literally going back to when I was a small child, I was always concerned with what does God think about me, my actions, what I'm doing? And I knew God would not be happy if I killed myself, that that's like a big sin. Mm-hmm. So because of that, I didn't kill myself. But if it wasn't for my faith in God, I can see all of these young kiddos. The suicide rate is just insane right now. It's insane. You don't have any. And, and I'm really glad we're talking about this today, because if they don't have a parent
0: that is connected with the divine and they don't have anybody who is who teaches them this see we should teach this like you said when kids yeah. are little we should teach them hey if you don't want to say god you can say vibrate higher vibration you can say love vibration you can say source universe so creator, and there is this yeah. energy and yeah. and we can bring it into our bodies and you know yeah. and and that's what the kids need more than anything i just have to yeah. say I, yeah
1: I, If we could get the teenagers to make it a cool thing to connect with God. Yeah, exactly. If you can make it cool to be connected to God that and I don't really know how to do that, because I'm not a teenager, but I can tell you how we can facilitate this. Okay. You, you get I mean, because I'm all about masterminds. I do my women's roundtable videos all the time. Um, you know, and I'm all about masterminding, you get a bunch of teenagers together, high school kids together, and you have them have a discussion. How can we make connecting with God cool for our younger siblings and the younger kids so we can set an example and show them the way right you know, and the older kids need to help with this right I agree with that wholeheartedly
0: I really do yeah a lot of youth groups out there but you have to watch this too and the reason I'm bringing this up is and I have to be have to say the truth my oldest daughter was so involved in the youth groups when she was mm-hmm. in high school and she would go all the time. And then there was a child who really needed help. Uh, I don't remember exactly what the situation was, but the leader of the youth group didn't care. Mm -hmm. And my daughter... Saw the reality. She saw that they were telling her all this stuff. She wanted to be a youth minister. And then she saw when someone really needed help that the youth ministers weren't really there for them. Mm -hmm. They were just going through the motions, that it wasn't real. Mm -hmm. So she left and she didn't go back. And and I didn't know till years later. I mean, she was kind of a quiet kid that she told me why she left and, you know, that she didn't believe in some of these programs. And I want to say that because a lot of these churches, I have to be honest, they get really big and <clears throat> they have these programs, but they do it for the wrong reason, Kimberly.
1: I agree. In fact, my two children went to all the VBS, Vacation Bible School, um, church programs at different various local churches when they were growing up. And then they got to a certain age where they refused to go, but they wouldn't tell me why. And I think it's because they were not seeing, I think they were seeing a lot of hypocrisy. There's a lot of hypocritical Christians out there who don't walk the talk and they're just going through the motions. You know, there's a famous Christian song um that goes I don't want to go one more what is it I don't want to go th- uh, through the motions I don't want to go one more day without your all what all-encompassing love for me or something like that but I can't remember who did that I want to say Jeremy Camp or somebody like that but it was a famous Christian song called going through the motions and it was about the fact that there's these all these Christians you know they'll sit and they'll go to church every week and they're just going through the motions they're not actually right. acting walking the talk right you know, and it's- right it's about it's about living it yeah you have to live it you have to live it you have to lead by example not it's not do what i say it's do what i do and the problem with all of these religions these mainstream religions is it's always do what i say not what i do you see ministers who are having who are pedophiles or they're having affairs with all kinds of women or they're doing drugs Um, or, you know, they're just really messed up and they're not setting the example for their flock or their, you know, congregation or whatever. Right.
0: And that's why we have to have people. I don't know how we do this, Kimberly, to be honest with you, because I, I don't, I doubt that the teenagers are going to watch my show, but how do I get them to watch my show? How do you get the parents of the teenagers
1: to get the teenagers involved? Let's hope for that. I mean, let's hope. That's yes. a- it starts with the parents driving this thing and getting their kids together and saying, hey, we need you to help the younger ones. You need to be an example for these younger ones. You know, the parents need to put in the, you know, the word to the teenagers. And then, you know, unless you can get somebody who can go to schools and speak, you know, go to high schools and and speak to kids about this type of thing, you know, if you could get somebody to do that.
0: Right, and then they don't want God in school.
1: No, they don't want God in school. But you could always send an invitation or put a flyer out saying anyone who, who is interested, who is a Christian or a, a Jew or, a, you know, Muslim who, you know, um, is interested in connection Absolutely. to God, you know, invite yeah. them to a meeting. You we can have, invite them to a meeting. We can invite them to High Road to Humanity to listen to what we have to say. So yeah.
0: No, I just think this is we got to do something to, to help because you have to
1: light a fire underneath them yeah. is what you need to do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, you yeah. talk a little bit about love in the household. Talk yeah, about- it's so important. So you know, I've done a video if everybody if you guys go to my channel, it's called spiritual growth journeys, just like, you know, the name um, on YouTube, I did a video about agape love. It's the unconditional love. And it's been stripped from this planet by the cabal okay and that agape love and so parents and society is not teaching or sharing and even in the churches they're not really teaching the kind of love that Christ was teaching and practicing—that unconditional love, not the if you don't if you don't take out the trash I won't love you. If you don't do this, if you're not perfect all the time, I won't love you. It's not this conditional love. It's I will love you until I die. Kind of love, you know. It's this totally unconditional love. God loves
0: us no matter what we do. Yeah,
1: His children, right? Exactly, exactly. But you see, it's not in the homes anymore. People are not sharing, people are not teaching their children from the minute they're little how to be loving. Instead, it's all conditions. It's all Oh, if you pay me money, if you give me a toy, if, you know, it's all of these conditions and all this materialism and money and greed and power, and you have to look a certain way. Oh, if you're not skinny, I won't love you. I, I know somebody who is constantly hateful to her daughter since her daughter was little about her weight. Oh, you're fat and you're ugly and you're stupid. You know, I that kind of thing. Like that to your own child. I
0: mean, where does yeah. that... You know, We all have this heart and, and, you know, we have to, you're definitely right. And I guess I don't think about that stuff because I'm in a different place, but the material mm-hmm. world has impacted our kids. And
1: I think more of a way in this gaming and how they're all on these. Oh games. yeah. The get the gaming industry has, uh, there's so many kids addicted to video games and all the video games are violent and negative and demonic. Um, I see very few video games out there that are that are good you know my daughter uses one called Minecraft where she's building cities yes and she's she's being an architect and she's actually building cities and building farms and adding animals and they used to have one that was called something crossing uh, animal crossing or something like that and that was the same thing they were building like a city with these little animal characters and the animals exchanged and bartered stuff for each other. Now that those kind of games are constructive and helpful because they help you to be creative and they help your brain and all of that. But the rest of the video games, oh my god, they're so awful. Yeah, and I think it's Minecraft
0: and I'm not sure because I don't play it, but I was talking to another spiritual person who said that there's a shaman in there who uses the golden light of protection. And I thought that was so cool because they're trying to integrate it a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm on the podcast today. We are on Healing Within TV, but we're going to do the High Road to Humanity podcast as well. And you guys can listen to me on Apple. You can hear it on um, Spotify. You can check it out on iHeartRadio and TogiNet Radio actually produces my podcast. So this is High Road to Humanity. This is Nancy. you and we will be right back. <laughs>
2: Hang on, we have more stories to tell on High Road to Humanity. Check out Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, to book your first 30 minutes coaching session for free to get you on your high road.
0: Yeah, the world is coming, Watch the colors, lift your soul.
2: Do you feel like
0: something is missing in your life? Do you feel lost or alone? Do the things you buy for yourself lose their luster quickly? the universe is speaking to you it's available to you on my website at www.nancyyearout.com that's n-a-n-c-y-y-e-a-r-o-u-t.com barnes and noble and amazon and thanks for picking up my book and may the energy of the universe bless you have you ever been in a situation where you needed a miracle i think most of us probably have Whether it's a financial emergency, health crisis, or some other serious situation, most of us know the feeling of helplessness and even hopelessness. Now imagine having to wait for a miracle for six months, even a year or more. That's the situation for thousands of children all around the world who are waiting for a sponsor. Their only hope of escaping the poverty around them is someone like you choosing them. This is Nancy Yarrow, and I'm joining with compassion to give you the chance to be the miracle in a child's life. For a little more than a dollar a day, you'll provide the physical, emotional, and spiritual support a child needs. Not just to survive poverty, but to be released from poverty in Jesus' name. Don't make a child wait one day longer for their miracle. You can find out more or sponsor a child right now just go to my website, nancyyrout.com. That's com.
2: We want to thank you so much for listening to High Road to Humanity. This is where Nancy and her guests... Tell stories that will guide you and enlighten your mind and soul. Now welcome back to The High Road.
0: Hi, this is Nancy Uralt. This is High Road to Humanity. And I'm here today with Kimberly Palm. And Kimberly, I'm so glad you joined me today. You know, we were talking about your book and how it's uh really a wonderful book for stress management for the parents to read, you know, because, and, and I'm so glad that you wrote this. My, um I, my mom was a narcissist, God bless her, she's no longer here, but I'm still working on the programs that she put into my hat. Right? Yep,
1: yeah, me too, same I'm, thing. Right, I'm aware, I'm like, oh, I... Not coming for me. That's my mother. And yeah, then, right. That I call it your inner mean girl. Your yeah. inner mean girl. Well, I have yeah. to face that and then yeah, reprogram and not
0: have those thoughts. Oh, yeah, and it's really a matter. And I bring this up because I deal with this every day. I'm I'm human. I'm here, you know, on this planet, and it's amazing. Sometimes something will come out, not as much, but all at once when I started to become aware and you can talk about what happened to you, I would have something come out of my mouth. that wasn't something I would say. Mm -hmm. That's not me. Why would I even say that? But you get this program in your head. That's embedding you. Like if you tell your kid they're stupid, or if you tell your child that they're fat or they're not, or they're too skinny. My mom, you're going to love this and then I'll shut up. My mom told me when I was a little kid, I don't even know how old I was. I had to be three or four. I couldn't have been that old, but she told me my legs were too skinny to wear sandals. Oh, and so my sister who was older than That's me, not nice to take me somewhere. And my mom made me put socks on. She said she has to put socks on with her sandals. So her legs don't look so skinny. And so for years,
1: I know, right. Oh. Well, I was,
0: my mom. Was like, I had
1: a mom like that too. Narcissist, was mean to me, jealous of me. My best teacher, because what taught me was how not to be. Exactly. I went the total opposite, unfortunately. So oh. I was like too nice to everybody. Don't <laughs> well, talk
0: about this. I mean, it's a drag yeah. to be mean to you when you're a little kid. Because it right. gets and you start to believe it.
1: Right. So I want to talk about something that's, this is the most important thing of all for everyone. If you go away with just one new idea, number one is teach your kids, unconditional love, teach your kids to connect to source. And number three is you need to work on their brain and how that works. And we're going to talk about that with the stress. So 98% of illness is caused by emotional stress that, that yeah, that you've created. The other 2% is emotional stress you inherit through your DNA. Right. Okay, um, trauma and stress goes into the subconscious. And the, are you wait? Are are you ready for this? This is going to blow your mind, everybody. Ninety-five percent of your life is run by a program of your subconscious mind and thoughts. Eighty-five mm-hmm. percent of most human subconscious programming is negative, horrible bullshit. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what does that mean? That means ninety-five percent of your life is mostly being run by this negative, horrible crap. Low, um, low vibrational thoughts, okay, so negative thoughts vibrate at a low frequency, they cause sickness in the body, high vibrational thoughts like love and peace and happiness and joy and humor and, you know, fun and, you know, all the positive kind of thoughts, you know, lifting people up, you know, connecting with God, all these things, they raise your vibration, their high vibration, Plus the fact that we are co-manifesting with God everything in our life every day based on what we're thinking, what we're believing about ourselves, what we're perceiving and what we're saying and doing. And our, our our mouth is even 100 times more powerful, which is why the story of Jesus in the Bible cursing a fig tree, it shriveled up and it died because your mouth oh. is
0: really... A vibration our words have power
1: yes our words are very powerful there's in spells spelling spelling is a spell I mean people don't realize so when they're telling their child you are fat and ugly that goes into their subconscious mind. And it plays as a tape, but not only that, Nancy, but it actually harms every cell in your body. It goes into your mitochondria. It goes into your DNA. And then that little girl grows up and has a little girl and it gets passed on as illness to the next little girl. Unless you stop the chain. Yes.
0: And, and that truly happened. I watched my other sisters play the narcissistic game but I stopped the chain and I was the out girl. (laughs) Stop the chain. So you have to stop it or it continues on. You're absolutely right. And I want to say one more thing to what you said, because if you're telling me something and I'm not honest, when I speak back to you, that festers inside of me.
1: Yes. It, it's a problem. So you really need to speak your truth. Yeah, that <laughs> blocks your throat chakra. You will block your throat chakra if you don't speak your truth.
0: Speak your truth and be kind mm-hmm. and do it yes in way. Of, you can change how you speak to people because it really does change that connection. And the same, you know, with the kids, you can tell a
1: child something in a way. Right. That, harsh it can be loving you can tell you can you can give people constructive criticism in a loving manner it's all about the way you structure your speech and your words to them you can say you know you didn't really do this correct this time next time we're going to do it better we're going to do it better and i know you can do it and you uplift them you can tell them the bad news and say well this didn't turn out so well, but next time it's going to turn out amazing because we're going to work together and we're going to make sure that it turns out amazing. And that's how you turn that around. And here's the biggest thing. I'm going to tell everybody this, and this is a big hand slap. Stop saying negative crap to your children. Instead, speak life. There's a song, speak life. You need to speak life. What does that mean? Everything that you say to them should be uplifting and kind. Whenever my daughter's lamenting about, oh, my butt's too big or, oh, this, oh, that, I've always told her to shut up. And I've always told her, you are beautiful and perfect just the way you are. I'm going to get like, but, but I mean, I get really upset about this kind of stuff because there's so many kids who have body dysmorphia because of what society has done to them, showing them that they have to be the skinny, perfect supermodel and so there's all these women and even men with body dysmorphia and you need to constantly be telling your children uplifting positive things you can do all things through christ who strengthens you i can do anything i put my mind to you know telling your child whatever you want you can create you just need to focus on what you want not what you don't want and keep speaking positive things to them
0: Right. Well, we are creators, and if yeah. we teach our children that we are creators, because we do have a piece of God in each of us, and yes. so if we teach, bark a God, right? Mm-hmm. Teach them that we are creating every second of the day. See, we don't teach our kids that. We don't teach kids that we are creating every single day. We create our own reality. Yes. And people say, "Well, why am I in this situation?" Well, right. you created this situation. Why? Right. Created it, I don't know, but you can uncreate it and you can create. That's why it's so cool that
1: every day is a new day. Yes. Because every day you can start over. Every day is a fresh chance to create something new and yeah. whatever you want. And just everybody needs to understand that not only you, but your children are able to create whatever you want in your life. If you want to go be an opera singer, you can be an opera singer. You're going to have to go get voice lessons and training and you're going to have to practice. But I mean, whatever you want to do, you can go do it. And I've proven that in my own family over and over my family. I want you to know, Nancy, that I grew up with such opposition with my, I was the only person in my um, family to graduate with a bachelor's degree and then even go beyond that and get all kinds of certifications and all sorts of things. Nobody ever made it that far um, in my family ever. And my parents told me, because my parents were really poor, and they're like, we can't afford to put you through college. Can you just go marry a rich guy and take care of us? My
0: mom told me. Oh Yeah,
1: my- yeah. And I had no interest in getting married I- at that
0: time. I have to interject. And I am so sorry yeah. but I have to say this. My mom told me. You can marry a rich guy just as easy as you can marry a poor guy. Oh God. That's what that was her advice. And so I can totally relate to what you so what gave you, I want to know, we've got a few minutes left here. What gave you that drive, Kimberly, to rise above what they said?
1: Well, my parents they were poor. My I was poor growing up, really, really poor. I had nothing. And I wanted to make sure that I could take care of myself and that I could have a good life. There was that. Mm -hmm. And I, and I knew I needed to do the total opposite of everything my parents did because they were just financially horrible, you know, illiterate people. And, um, you know, they they just blew money on stupid things that they never should have. You know, I watched their mistakes growing up, but I knew that I wanted a better life for myself because a part of why I was bullied so horribly is I grew up in this area with all these rich kids. And then I was a little poor kid from the other side of the railroad tracks. I literally lived on the other side of the railroad tracks and my parents were poor and I didn't own very many outfits or clothing or anything. And so I'd get bullied about that. They'd call me a scumbag and a this and a that. And I get harassed about my religion by by certain, you know, just all kinds of things they would pick on me. But there you was know, about of you that said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get out of this. And I'm, I'm- going to get out of this situation. And I'm going to have a happy, good life.
2: Yeah. I was
1: very motivated to to achieve that. And so I put myself through college, I worked 30 hours a week, the whole time I was going to college, I did live at home. So I didn't have to pay rent. But I, I was never at home, though. I was always either at school or working. So I bought all my food. I bought all my clothes. I bought all my school supplies. I paid for college. I didn't get a loan. I didn't get a scholarship. So I literally paid my way through college. Um, My parents wouldn't sign on a loan for me. So I didn't have that available to me. Same thing happened. How funny. I have
0: myself too. We both are, we have similar backgrounds, although my parents were, did well. My dad was an Mm -hmm. engineer. They were more about appearances. Yeah. It's kind of real, you know what I mean, and that was mm-hmm. that was hard, you know. Like you were talking about, you know, what you look like, what you have on. You know, we've got to get to a point where, and I wanted to say this before, we got to get out of here, but we got to get to a point where, you know, the inside is the beautiful part. Yes, because it is.
1: Yep, your soul. You judge, you know, I I mean, that is the one thing my mom did is she, my parents were the opposite of racist. They always, you know, they had friends of all walks of life. And my mom always taught me that you judge people by their heart and their soul, you know, their insides, you don't judge them by their color, their religion, you know, anything like that, you judge them by their heart and soul. So that's one thing that was good that they taught me, they taught me a lot of good yeah, things.
0: But you know, we gotta give them a little bit of credit. Yeah. Like yeah. if we wouldn't have had the bad, we wouldn't have known what the good was, I guess. Exactly. So Kimberly, you yeah. gotta get out of here for today. But if people are interested in the spirit animal guided meditation for children and adults, how do they find you?
1: Um, so if you go to my spiritual growth journeys website website, spiritual growth journeys with an S, um, so just the word that's up there, words that are up there dot com. So spiritual growth journeys dot com. Um, If they go to that website and you go to the classes and workshops, I have like six or seven different classes on everything energy medicine. I have meditation mindfulness course for adults, chakra balancing, how to use a pendulum and become your own psychic, all kinds of classes. Um, And on there is it's the guided it's the guided spirit animal meditation for children ages five and up. It says right on it for ages five and up. Um, and that's the only course I have right now that's for kids. And I created it specifically for kids. I've had adults tell me, Oh, can I do the meditation? Well, yeah, anyone can do the meditation, but, but the way I'm speaking, the way I'm talking, cause it's a guided meditation. I'm talking in a way that is so- very gentle, that will appeal to children. So if you're an adult and you listen to it, you may think like, I'm talking too much, like, Oh, little cute, you know, like, like, you know, I'm talking more like I'm talking to a a kid, you know, to a young person. So, but it, but it is also good for adults. But you need to sit on the ground, or sit on a chair, or lay on the bed, and do it with your child because it will help them. Awesome. Fantastic! You're- <laughs> I'm so glad you came
0: on. Thank you for coming on the show. You're a wonderful. Oh, you're welcome. All right, you guys. I got to get out of here for today. But if you need a um, if you need a psychic reading, go to my website, nancyuralt.com. Uh, you can watch me every day on TikTok or most days pulling angel cards. And like I said, if you want a reading, I'll bring you some messages from the angelic realm. Kimberly Palm, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for ha- thank you for coming on the show. We're so happy to have you. Thank you, Nancy. You're welcome. Got this is High Road to Humanity. This is Nancy Ural, and we will see you next time. Everybody, take care and God bless. Please join me next week on The High Road for more stories filled with wisdom, love, and hope for our future. You can find High Road to Humanity on Apple TV and on Roku under Healing Within TV. Have a blessed week and know by staying on The High Road, you will make it to your destination. For a psychic empath reading, go to my website, nancyyerott.com, to book your date and time with me. I will deliver your message From the angels, God bless. (laughs)